Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening. Welcome to episode 34 of the Island Sports Talk podcast, week three in the books, September basically in the books, and the Colts still haven't won. It's really great. Stern and his Vikings got a win, so we're happy for him. Golf clap there. But in this episode, we will do a full September recap. Who will last? Who won't last in first place? how our preseason predictions are looking for each division, and then, you know, the usual flops, ballers, game of the week of this past week, game of the week of the upcoming week. Just a great, fun episode. I mean, I can't believe three weeks already down. Uh, Honestly, with the way the Colts are playing, can't wait for it to end. But enough about me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, folks. Alrighty, Stern. Week three. We're back. Week three is in the books. We are back. Wednesday, you know. September 29th. Wednesdays are the day. So we're always recording on Wednesdays. Sometimes it's released on a Friday. Sometimes it's released on a Thursday, you know. Last week was weird. It, it like uploaded on everything, but Spotify took forever, which kind of gave me a heart attack because that's where I always listen to it. Uh but that got resolved, so you know sometimes it'll be a little delayed, but that is what it is. You you'll get your fix. The yeah. fix will come. It, the, the island does not stop. Sometimes there's just there's some storms, some delays. But with that being said, week three in the books. I know you managed to reach happiness at least for this week. Finally, uh, not fantasy happiness, but not but fantasy happiness, happiness. But you and I both know we we prioritize our teams over fantasy. So I'm yes. going to be drinking for the majority of this episode. Not much. I'm not going to be crazy, but I do have an IPA or two just to drown out my sorrows. But, yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll get into the sorrows later because we have much. our own time set aside for our boys. But before we get into it, through two weeks of the weekly picks, we're both doing pretty solid, 20 and 12 for Stern. 22 and 8 for me. We had the same exact record as we did last week, 10 and 6 yeah, and 12 and 4. So, you know, good. Again, not against the spread because. Nope. None who, of that. Who who wants who wants that? But, yeah, that's that's coming along. And that'll be fun. I can't wait to see how that looks at the end of the year. But we do have one more game in September, but. I'm not going to even, you know, pay mind to it. That's not even doesn't even matter that it is the Jaguars and the Bengals and I really don't care. But through 3 weeks, essentially the first month of the season is done. So, let's take let's see how we're 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 stacking up right now with our uh our our picks predictions. So, would you like to go first? Um you you take you take the lead on it. Okay, so we'll start with the AFC. AFC East, as things currently stand, 
The Bills are two and one. The Dolphins are one and two. The Patriots are one and two, and the Jets are zero and three. So I could I just repeated who I had in first because let's be real, I would have. It's gonna take forever if we go team by team. But I had the Bills in first. They're currently in first, and you know I guess we can implement it here. We're just gonna do what won't last and what will last on top of this. I'll ask the very silly question, Stern. Do you think the Bills being in first place will last? Yes. Yes, without a doubt. I think yes. what do we have, 14-3 and three for the Bills. They're my Super Bowl pick. That's going to keep happening. I don't and see anything. They look like – I mean, they had the 35 nothing win against the Dolphins, but Allen didn't reach 200 yards. They still didn't look, you know, like the Bills we expected, and then they just did what they did last week. And, you know, they got the Texans this week. They're primed for a run right now to just steamroll and say, all right, we're back. You know, I I am kind of upset with the Jets. Um, no, I wonder why. Not, not much to be surprised. I mean, really, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I was getting excited. but You were drinking spiked Kool-Aid. I was I was trying to give our New York listeners some hype, and I just needed to take a step back and realize – these are the New York Jets we're talking about. What what am I doing? I, I got to come back to reality and say. Yeah, and I have no animosity towards the Jets, but, you know, similar to the Mets, the Jets are the Jets. Like, that's just. They're, yeah, they're going to be the Jets. But it is only three games. You know, it's a new regime. We're not going to. Time will tell. Obviously, it's off to a morbid start. But, I'm listen, I'm rooting for them to turn it around. I'm not going to root for failure. But. You also had the Bills in first, correct? So that for me, it's it's basically exactly how it looks. I mean, I had the New England Patriots and the Dolphins tied for second and third, and right now they're tied for second and third. So three weeks in, we we look pretty accurate. Yeah, I I'm I'm there with you as well. So yeah, AFC East not and through three weeks, it's starting to look like how we expected. Bills dominating. Dolphins and Patriots will probably be, like you said, hand-in-hand in the Jets. Rough. Uh, AFC North, definitely in contention with the AFC West and NFC West for potential best division in football through September. Obviously, things are subject to change. Uh, when every team has the same record, it's really hard to call who's in first, but I just looked on the standings and the Bengals, by, by some weird thing, are technically in first. Yep, point rounds all two and one, so I don't think it really matters. And the Steelers are one and two, uh, so I had the Browns in first. Same, me um, too. So, I mean, they're tied with Cincinnati and Baltimore for four first. So, I don't really know how to call a will or won't last here. Uh, do you think? How do you want to go about this? Since it's a three-way tie, I would say. The Bengals, are they going to last? I'm not sure. I mean, I was pretty low on the Bengals, so, I mean, that's that's my Zach Taylor hate. I mean, I had them going 4-13 and and being last in division, and they're 2-1, and and they look good. It's not like they're 2-1 and and getting lucky. I mean, yes, the Dalvin Cook fumble, but they look good. Jamar Chase. And they have a perfect game. Like I said with the Jaguars week one, I'm sorry. This is a silver platter game for the Bengals now with the Jacks. It's a silver oh, platter. They gotta win this game. They gotta go three and one. They have to. And I 
you know, there's always those teams that start playing well and then, you know, they just fall flat on their face. But I just don't think the Jags will allow the Bengals to fall flat on their face tomorrow. And we might as well get our picks in now. I'm picking the, the Bengals. I'm picking the Bengals. They just you, uh, I'm thinking 27-17, and that's a, a very generous 17. But I think that Jamar Chase has another 30-yard touchdown. I'm going to yeah. go – I mean, yeah, he's looked fantastic. We'll get to Jamar later. Uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to say 28-20, to 20, the Bengals. Okay. I think give, the Jags a little bit more. Down. I like it. I think it's going to be, you know, not as close as that score indicates. I think Jacksonville – Gets a garbage time touchdown, but I think it'll be. And while that is relatively, you know, nice amount of points, I think it's going to be one of those another Thursday night dud. I mean, the name, the name brand, the name value isn't there. As soon as you see Jaguars Bengals, especially with the state these teams have been in for, you know, the past well, the Jaguars for essentially forever, and the Bengals pretty much for like the past five or six years, it just doesn't carry like any weight. Uh, so I'm taking I mean, the Bengals as well. We, we yeah, I, last Thursday too, and that was just brutal. I mean, yeah, that, was, going that down. was a rough one to watch. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we could go with the Bengals. I, I don't think them being atop the division will last. Uh, you know, Cleveland and Baltimore will shape out, and Cleveland has looked the best, I believe. Of yeah, the, me too. Uh, we'll get it's into Baltimore's. Yeah. We'll get into Baltimore's game later. But they you can, were pretty straight on about the Steelers. Go ahead. You were spot on about the Steelers. I mean, you did not believe the hype about Big Ben being in the best shape of his life, and you were a hundred percent right. Because I think they're even worse than I, I. I have them at nine and eight, but they're even worse than I even. This team, this team. I mean, through three games again, you know, a lot can change after the first month, but through three games, and especially after that win against the Bills, you know, we're like, all right. The Steelers are the Steelers, you know, it's foolish us. But the last two weeks, they've looked pathetic. And, you know, six or seven wins looks like the ceiling for this team right now because <laughs> Roethlisberger certainly does not look like he's in the best shape no. of his life. And no. that's that's rough. But, yeah, we're both he's, on the boat. That, he's falling over himself. He oh, can't I mean, even I mean, stay, was, uh, standing up in the pocket. Yeah, that was one of the funniest clips of all time, just – just stumbling over himself, tossing the ball. Like, what are we doing? And we don't know how long this TJ Watt injury is going to be, but if he's out, I mean, call it a wrap for that defense. Like, and it's still, you know, got professionals, got good players, but that's the heart and soul. But yeah, aside from that, we're both in the same boat that Bengals, that, that won't last. That'd be a shock. Um, so AFC West, I'll go through the entirety of this. Yeah, take because this is my Raiders three and Broncos three and Chargers two and one. And I know I picked the Chargers, but what did I say last week? Go ahead, and I should have picked them because I you should have. We down. both should have picked the Chargers. I we said to say, I called out to Los Angeles and Keenan Allen, my best friend. I said, go ahead, beat Kansas City, make them one and two, just for the time being. We could say that they are the last place chiefs and in last of the afc west is the one and two kansas city chiefs let me say that again the last place kansas city chiefs you could go ahead and call me an idiot (laughs) but guess what facts are facts that's how it stands right now we can't make this up 
are in last place. I'm sorry. They're in last. The only we, – we do have to look at the Broncos, and they oh, are we, right. you know, if we want to If we want to point – we want to point if, if we dissect these Broncos and the three wins that they had are against teams that are a combined zero and nine. Take what you want with that. Yeah, listen, you're not going to apologize for your schedule. You don't apologize for being three and zero. You you win your games. Listen, you win. You, you play who they put out in front of you. So I'm not. You can't fault them. They've won the games. And honestly, good on them. They've won all three games handily. These these haven't been you know close games. So they've done their their part. They've covered they, they the shut out the Jets. Times. Good for them. They shut big out the test, Jets. Big testament to what kind of team they are this week against Baltimore. Uh, this this is going to be a massive game for them. It's it's huge, and they don't have to win it <laughs> to like get people to believe in them. But mm-hmm. be close. And the defense, though. I mean, these are three offenses that aren't good. So, you know, that's also tough. Bradley Chubb also being out is going to be tough. But Von Miller does look like he's back. Uh, I think the Broncos are solid. But we saw Teddy last year. The same thing kind of happened. You know, we were all hyped about the Broncos and Teddy. And then it kind of just, you know, fizzled away. Uh, KJ Hamler out for the year along with Judy. So they're going in the wrong direction injury-wise. Yeah, it's it's not what you want to see from them. And it's just, again, the wide receiver injury bug for the Broncos. It's it's I mean, No one wants to see injuries, but yeah. I just feel like last year, Cortland Sutton, now this year, it's it's becoming it, a common thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. I don't know what it is, but we could do – I mean, for the won't last here, we could do two. The Chiefs will not finish in last. No, that's, that's not obvious. As, as funny as we want, as much of a joke as we want to make it, and listen, facts are facts. The Chiefs are in last. Let's remind you, uh, the Chiefs we'll can't enjoy it. Last place, back-to-back AFC champions, currently sitting at the bottom of the division. And it's a fact. <laughs> i just like to provide facts. Uh, <laughs> that won't last, all facts aside. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, we've already talked about how we feel about the Raiders. I think they're just going to keep winning until people stop. I mean, I don't know what to make of them. This is like, this is, I, you this, know what? This is a lot earlier than the Raiders go on their stretch. Usually it's in like October and they're coming right out of the bat. I don't even consider them the Las Vegas Raiders. They are the Las Vegas Daniel Carlsons because yep. without his leg, and I know I've spoken about him at length on this podcast, without his leg, they are not 3 0. He's, that leg's been looking looking nice and good for him. I know that probably eats you up inside, but I, you know what? I hate it, but a part of me is for some weird reason rooting for him. Maybe it's because I have him in two fantasy leagues now, and I want to see him succeed. But play a part. <sighs> but yeah, so Raiders, Broncos, and tie for first. I think we both are in agreement that that will not last. Yeah, none of us could have predicted how yeah. this is turning out. I don't want to go through our projections for that. I don't even want to go over this, but I will. AFC South, Titans 2-1, and one, Texans 1-2, and two, Colts and Jaguars have not won a game. Two pathetic teams. I'm not going to extend on this because I'll save it for later. I, I had the Colts in first. Clearly, they haven't won a game, so that's horrible. They'd have to go 11-3 and three the rest of the way to match my projection. That won't happen. 
Uh, Titans in first will last. I'm just going to go right to it. Yeah. Titans are winning I, this division. I, I don't think the Colts are going to stay like this. They're going to turn it around. I mean, I, I also have the tendency Titans winning the division and they're kind of taking it off. Um, the Colts need to the Colts need to give them a run for their money because the Texans aren't the Jaguars. The Titans aren't. have the Jets this week, so three and one is looking very feasible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, they got to turn it around. I we, think we we're all agreeing that Tennessee will last in, in first. Not la- The Titans being in first will last. Simple as that. This one's going to be fun. The NFC East. Dallas, 2-1. and one. Washington, 1-2. and two. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Stern's got a big banner despite the beatdown on Monday <laughs> behind him. Eagles at one and two, and the Giants zero three. It's happening again with the Giants. Let me just get my diatribe with them out of the way again. And I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it when we uh, made our pr- predictions that I'm always high on them. They always let me down, but I'm just gonna keep doing it till I'm right. And they're letting me down again. I'm not really surprised, but it is what it is. Uh, I had them in second, Washington in third, Philly in last, but I did have Dallas in first. And I'm sorry, Stern. I'm not saying I think it will last. I'm telling you that it will last. The Cowboys are winning this division. That's lasting. They they look like they're going to run off with it. And that game on Monday night was just really defeating because the Eagles played – I don't think they played bad. I mean, yes, they didn't I play good. I was defeating for you. But <laughs> I'm so high on the Eagles. And seeing what they did, it just – it sucks. It sucks. I mean, you need to run the ball. And I know we talked about it, and it just drives me nuts. You have Gainwell. You have Sanders. They ran the ball well. You know how many times they ran the ball, Tomley, on Monday Night Football? You said five. Three. Three. Three times. And I'm not talking Jalen Hurts running with the ball for if he can't find anyone downfield, he just rushes. I am talking three designed runs for Miles Sanders. You're not going to win a game like that. That's how you lose a game. So, you know what? The thing is, like – to get to the fantasy side real quick, you know, people want to go ahead and call Sanders a bust, that he's not good. And that very well, very way, oh man, bad words. That very well may be true. But I feel like we haven't, over the past like year and a half, even had a chance to see what Miles Sanders could do again. Yeah. He had that one really good year where we're like, all right, there was a reason he was projected high last year because of what he did two seasons ago. But when you're running the ball three times, we don't even have a chance to see what the guy's made of. What is Miles Sanders? Is he a capable running back? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think don't he needs know. he needs to be touching the ball fifteen to twenty times a game. At no least get him. Back. Let's do baby steps and at least get him to ten. 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 How is he not getting the ball? I don't get it. I, I want baby steps. Twelve, thirteen. He, there was hype about Gainwell, and now he's not being utilized either. I don't get it. Dude. I'm not calling week one a fluke because I'm just not. They use Gainwell and Sanders. They both ran the ball well. I don't care that it was against the Falcons. I do. Go back to that. Do that again. Don't get away from that. I I, I don't understand it. Don't get cute. I think, you know, as the past two weeks, the the offense especially has shown. Week one, definitely, in my opinion, giant, just, you know, fluke. Uh, But I do agree with you. At the very least, that worked. Whether it was against the Falcons or not, and you know their defense is atrocious. Didn't look atrocious this week, but them in the Giants that game was brutal. But uh, 
Again, I don't think that will work, but it did work against the Falcons. So that was something that, you know, you went with. You scored 32 points. Dallas's defense, I mean, actually performing better than we thought, but I mean, you got to at least at this point, you got to go with what worked. Get yeah. your running backs involved. Help out your nah, not rookie quarterback, but very inexperienced he's, quarterback. He started seven games. You really yeah. want to look at it. He's not a rookie, but he's essentially he's, yeah, in, the he's in the midway point now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what and they're doing. Like this, the trade talk. I mean, come on, don't don't abandon Hurts just yeah. because of one bad game. That I'm and not even right before, right before we started. We were just talking about how they're okaying a trade for Deshaun, but like all, you know, non-football things aside, I mean, duh, there's probably 25 teams who would okay that in a heartbeat, maybe even less. I mean, maybe more, maybe more. Yeah. There's Did, not if more you had a chance to trade for him, you'd do it. I just, it's just, I, I, think the Dolphins should. I think the Dolphins are idiots. I think the Dolphins should do it yesterday. Yeah. They should have done that. Sorry Tua. like you could, yeah, yeah. but not even close. And, uh, before we move on, I did just want to briefly talk about the absolutely pitiful Washington football defense. Oh, I don't even want to. Um, we have to. I, I need to discuss it. Um, we do have to. It's number they're 32nd in the NFL. Are they? I, I, I'm still holding out hope for them. Me too. Like, I don't it's... want to drop them in fantasy, but do I do it? I'm only because I think they have a good matchup this week. I'm they're playing Atlanta. Yeah, I'm holding on to them this week, but I'm telling you, if they don't put up more than six points against Atlanta, I'm dropping them. I'm done. I'm and because it's a liability holding two defenses, but I don't want to drop them and then them start. Then they start finding their groove midway, and then I missed out on having that solid defense. But it's bad. It's horrible, actually. It's it's sound the alarms, fucking terrifying. Considering yeah, that no they way shouldn't be like this. And like I don't know. Said, they're not, you know, twentieth. They're not nineteenth. They're not twenty. They're they're dead last. Yeah. There's no one worse than them right now. This and is the only reason. Not only predicted to be the number one fantasy defense, but the number one just defense. Yeah. And they're the exact opposite. It's very disappointing. I mean, it's everything considered. It's horrifying. Realist, realistically, they should be zero and three, but the Giants' defensive linemen couldn't stay on on side. So, yeah, and that and that was you know subject to controversy as well. So they could very well be zero and three, and yeah, t- terrible trend for them. But yeah. one last note on the Eagles: uh, it's just another. Obviously, like I said, you know, many many organizations aren't saying no to getting a talent like Deshaun. But it's just the optics I said were bad because, again, it's another situation where it seems like – and I get it. Like I keep saying, Deshaun's better than most. But just the reluctance to you know commit to Jalen Hurts and say this is his team because they never have really straight up said that. There's, oh, since the draft, there's always been just – Move just even doubt. There's a doubt or something where the they, just don't, they don't need to the ball. The fact that there's even rumors is bad. Like there's yeah. no, there's just no straight line. He's the guy. It's just always been in doubt. But like I what? said, right off the bat, Dallas in first will last, and they showed it yeah. on Monday. So we'll go to your division. 
Yeah, I hate the 49ers for giving Rodgers 37 oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get We'll get into that. That's Packers, just fucking two and one. Bears one and two, Vikings one and two, Lions zero oh and three. All you got to do is flip flop the Vikings and the Bears. I mean, they're tied, and the Vikings will very well be ahead of them quite soon. Yes, uh, I I know you hate to say it. I hate it for you, but Packers and first will last. And over the last two weeks, Aaron Rodgers is back. Do the Packers? They, you know what? I, uh, they always have that one game a year where they lose, and you're like, "What the? What happened?" They didn't even look like themselves. And Aaron Rodgers will come out, and he's done it in the past. Relax, relax. And the and issue he comes where, back, and he balls. The mo- the issue for most teams is that it was the first game of the year, usually yeah. it's like in the middle of the season. But that might have just been a reality check. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but would it shock anyone if the Packers rattled off? Nine straight wins now. No, I don't think anyone in the I world. Be, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And you know what? I I had the Packers winning the division. I'm, I I can't lie. I had them at fourteen and three. You know what I mean? That's that's and, the Packers. I, I I understand the realisticness of how good they are. So that's yeah. that's what it is. I, I mean, I'm not, the Vikings are going to set themselves up nicely here. Their offense looks good. I want Dalvin back. But to get back on the Packers, I'm sorry, real quick. Uh and you were alluding to it too. I mean, as soon as the 49ers scored with 37 seconds left, I don't think any any semi-logical football fan thought that game was over. As soon I, as he caught it, I, I was like, and I'm you too, and many other people. Oh, that's too much time. I don't even care that there was no timeouts. They had, before you, before you start, when they called hike, there was 12 seconds on the play co- clock, the Niners. What are you doing? And they, I'm pretty sure they still had a timeout. What is your rush? This isn't Taylor Heineke. This isn't Justin Fields. This isn't Jared Goff on the other side. This is Aaron Rodgers. What are we doing? What are we doing? You're Kyle Shanahan. You're a master play caller. Surely you'll be able to get it in inside the you know the twelve yard line. Terrible. He's done this so many times to me, to other teams watching him. This is his forte. You give him. More than 20 seconds. I'm I'm not even bullshit. You give him more than 20 seconds, he has a chance to go kick a field goal and win the game. Yeah. He's that good. He he's that good. I mean, yeah, I think awesome. a magic number. Anything under 20, and you're lucky because you just ran out of time. Or or you give him 20 seconds, gets a 15 yard pass, goes out of bounds, 10. He throws it up for a bomb. Yeah, and then he, he scores like that, it. just like and he did against the Lions. He just he's mismanaged insane. it. So poorly. And since we're talking about that game now, when we get to the West, we don't really have to bring it up again. Yeah. But, I mean, just – and that was an amazing, amazing comeback. The second half was amazing. Sorry, you know, amazing 75 times. But the first half was just such a – just a snooze until Trey Lance came in and ran the ball in. The first half was terrible, but the second half, full of action. Well – I even went to Twitter and I actually defended the Packers, and that's something that yeah, that's I'm, I'm that's trying uh, very odd. The Packers were getting fucked left and right on bad penalty calls, and oh, yeah. I got a call. I got a call it fair, dude. They, I I understood why the head coach was so pissed off on the sideline. I mean, what's happening? They hit on Devontae Adams. How's that not a penalty? Clear as day, like. So you're getting hosed all game, but at the very least, you're not going to give them that one for a league that emphasizes that call especially. How is that not called? 
I, I can't believe he came back in the game. I can't believe he came back. Yeah. I thought he was done. Did he give himself the concussion protocol? Because I can't see how he was cleared to return. And then what does he do? Gets both of the big catches to set up Mason Crosby. I it, That whole game pissed me off. And then 49er fans want to complain that they thought they saw a holding on oh, one of the last plays of the game. Shut up. You you got that game on a golden platter to win. They wanted you to win. You did not deserve to win. The second you gave up a 30-yard bomb on the first play, yeah, it was a wrap. But, uh, yeah, Packers in first, we both are in agreement. That was last. NFC West, I mean, like I said, the AFC West and, and AFC North also in contention. But from top to bottom, I think everyone will agree this just has the best teams because we don't know what we have with the Broncos and the Raiders in the West. Steelers, you know, we know what we have in them, at least three weeks not looking good. And the Bengals might be, you know, a sneaky good team, but there's the likelihood it'll fall off. But in this division, I mean, we have four just electric, electric teams. Rams 3-0, and Cardinals 3-0, 49ers 2-1. and Just talked about them. They should be 3-0. and Seahawks 1-2. and Uh so I, I'm a perfect four for four. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Uh Seahawks aren't last right now. I thought you were insane, but three weeks you were not insane. So that's we love that. Uh, we love it. The the Eagles aren't in first, so I'm happy about that. So I can hold that over you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. I guess back. since you know, by this the way the standing shaped out, Rams and Cardinals are at the top of the division. We'll just go with the Rams. Will it last? Dude, I, I heard that they – if the, someone was – I was listening to Greeny on uh, ESPN that if the season ended today, he gives Stafford the MVP. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I very well would too. He's I mean, looking great. We'll, I will we'll get there. I, I will, if you want to go back to our fantasy episode two, and and our preseason predictions. I mean, I've been consistent with it. How high have I been on Stafford? And then before you and I even started recording, what was I telling you? I was content getting Stafford in every draft when the run of quarterbacks was done. I think, and I've heard it uh, on like you know other podcasts as well that you know would it really surprise anyone if Stafford just goes out, balls out, and then you look back and say. Why didn't I see that coming? You know, if you didn't draft him in fantasy. I mean, there was literally people that had to make the choice of him and Jalen Hurts, and they took Jalen Hurts because – and I'm sorry to bash your your Messiah, but <laughs> people took Jalen Hurts over Stafford because of, you know, the prospect of the running. And I get that, but we see Matthew Stafford's talent. And, you know, to give him this – and that's something I've been very consistent with, to give him this – organization this coach this talent around him there's a reason why they're three you know and, and they walks. i know they only won by 10 but that was a late garbage time touchdown the game was over midway through the fourth early in the fourth even actually through the third and it didn't even look like the same old matthew stafford who couldn't beat you know winning teams because guess what he was on the detroit lions all right, now Stafford looks like he belongs in the top five quarterback category. It's amazing. Amazing what that change of scenery has done for him. Amazing. And even, even I know how you said going back to fantasy, but going before that, before we even started podcasting together, 
Who did you want on the Colts before Carson Wentz came? Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? You, you've been calling. You look at my camera roll and you'll see, a year now. you'll see over, you know, 12 different photoshops of Matthew Stafford in the Colts uniform. This is not, you know, a new obsession or a new thought of mine. Like you said, that's been for almost a year since since December. When I knew he was gone, I've been clamoring for it. And it's it just looks as it should. And it's yeah. still kind of surprising because – you know, usually in sports, things that should happen never happen the way they should. And, I mean, <laughs> Matthew Stafford on the Rams is – it's what it should be. Electric offense. They're undefeated. And I'm not this, – this should have been a bold prediction, but, you know, there's always that hesitance. Maybe they should have been in consideration of the 17-0 club. I don't know. Got a big test this week, though. I mean, them in the car. Not yet. Not yet. The it, the reason why I'm going to say not yet is because this division. Yeah, the division is too tough for them to beat each team twice. They're gonna, and I even said it the first time around. They're gonna lose a game against the Cardinals. They're gonna lose yeah. a game against the 49ers, and I mean, it's games that they probably shouldn't lose. But because those are those the division rivals, away games, that's where we're going to see some of those losses. Yeah, I mean, you know, in like probably four or five other divisions, a team that could be as good as them would have a legitimate chance because they're not in a loaded division. But six games against these teams, you're bound to lose at least, at the very least, one. I, I feel like you very rarely see five and one, six and O's in this division, especially yeah. when it's good. But we both have the Rams lasting for first. And then NFC South, we, we, we could do this one quick. So we can move along. Panthers three and they're another one of those three and teams that yeah, know, they're like the Broncos, played. and they're going. They're also trending in the wrong direction injury wise. Bucks one, one, Saints two and one, Falcons one and two. Uh, I think you and I both agree. Panthers being in first will not last. We both nope. Bucks in first, and I think you know, you know, once we get to December, the Bucks will really start making some space between them and the rest of the division. But yeah, it's the Brady way. Sometimes he starts like this. He, he's going to be fine. Don't I, I don't even second guess him. There's no need, and that, that, that's why we're going to keep this one short. There's the, the, what's the point of discussing what he can and can't do when we've seen for 20 years what he can do? But that will wrap up our meet, our monthly will and won't last. That was fun. Can, that was can fun. you believe it's been a month? I, no. I can't. I can't. I really can't. It's already. I, I, it, it, you know, next time we blink, it'll be wow! It's week eleven. I we'll think do it in October. Oh my god, we're we're almost done. But yeah, once a month will last, won't last. Clap it up! First first segment in the books. There we go. That was Pretty fun. Accurate so far. I like it. We things are looking good, and it's just good to see you know how how we look. So back to the status quo. Mr. Stern, what was your best game of the week? You know, I wanted to talk about the Raiders and Dolphins, but I didn't want this to be like a Raider always conversation. And that game going into double overtime, just craziness. And I took the Raiders in my Pick'ems League, so like I needed the Raiders to win. I mean, I was banking on Carlson's leg, and thankfully he came out and uh, he, he got the win for me there. But, but I want to talk about your game of the week, or your projected game of the week from last week, the Chargers and Chiefs. 
Oh my God. And you kind of alluded to it earlier about a different game kind of being slow in the first half. And that's how this game was. It was. Yep. I mean, going into the second half, I mean, it was slow. I think nothing was going on. I think it was 14-3 going into half chargers. Not, not the best. But the Chargers offensive line has been playing lights out. Herb God looked dominant. I mean, this is what we want to see from Herb God going up against Mahomes two times a year. This is the type of game we're looking forward to. And I didn't think we were going to get it the first game out of the season. I thought we were going to get it for years to come. I mean, before you – yeah, just to quickly add on to that, I mean, this quarterback rivalry, it's the next – hopefully the way the trajectory is already looking, it's the next Peyton and, and Brady. Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. thing. So it's something we will see twice a year for the foreseeable future, and that's amazing to think of. And Herb God loves Keenan Allen, but I think we need to look at his real favorite tar- car- ah, target, Mike Williams. I'm just saying, I don't think Keenan Allen's going to finish in the top ten this year. Uh, uh, Mike Williams might, though. <laughs> This is the Mike Williams we all expected when he was drafted seventh overall. Yes. We just need this man to stay healthy because clearly he – I believe he it's a contract it. year he two. Can do, he can route run, contested catches, run after the catch. This guy can play. And number two scoring PPR wide receiver, 22 receptions, 295 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Great for him. Um, and I'm pissed, on, I'm pissed he, because I'm always a Mike Williams advocate. Dude, same. Every year I draft him. This was and the I first year I didn't draft him in my league. home. I only took him in one league, and I'm just biting my tongue over it. Same. I only took him in one league, and I want to scream. But you know what? We got him in one. So That's all right. It's all right. I, I'm not going to be too upset. But uh, <laughs> All right. So the early interception in this game by Mahomes um, was tough to blame on him. He loves doing the no-look pass, and he does a no-look pass right over the middle. And he kind of throws it behind the receiver, fucking hits him in the shoulder, goes over for the interception. So that one's hard for me to blame on him, but it's a massive momentum swing for the Chargers. I mean, going in the half, 14-3. The Chiefs started the game with three turnovers on their first three possessions. Any other team, you expect to lose this game. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so you kind of know that they're going to come back. But three turnovers, three possessions, not good. Hate that. Um Going in the second half, the Chiefs during this game right around went up on the Chargers 17 to 14 within two possessions. And that's good just because they're the Chiefs. That's just how they are. And that's the test of this team, though. They could have easily folded and said, all right, the Chiefs are here. But, and then that fourth down, I mean, love that. That's I, three I, weeks. And guess what? You want to talk about a blueprint? Go for it on fourth down against the Chiefs. Just don't give them the chance to beat you. Just stay on the field. Have confidence in your quarterback, and there's your blueprint. You have to be as aggressive as them. There's your blueprint. Keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That is the way you win it. But my favorite thing about this game was late in the fourth quarter, there's six minutes left. Chiefs are up 24-21. Herbert takes off four and a half minutes of game time and gets the touchdown to go up. I mean, you can't script it better than that. And then Mahomes, you know, you gave him a lot of time. You gave him just about a minute and a half, two minutes. And usually that's too much time for Mahomes. And he threw an interception. 
off his back foot, ugly. I mean, you really got to give this game to Herbert for for winning in Harrowhead, and I love it. So for me, this that was the second game. straight week, also with just yeah. bad interceptions from Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It's not that's we don't love seeing that. We we need to see. This that was something life. that you know people projected when he started the interceptions, but they never came, and now, I mean, he's just gonna have to tone it back a little. Like, yes, you are the most freakishly talented quarterback in the world but you are human and guess what him and Josh Allen they were both on the top of dropped interceptions last year if you I'm, I'm sure we've looked at it together like the the role oh, the highlight of, of Mahomes is dropped interceptions is huge so like the interception numbers could be there it's just they're dropped a lot and guess what Patty quarterback of the last place Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> They're not being dropped right now. But, yeah, amazing game. Just just amazing. And I can't I can't stop thinking about this quarterback rivalry. And I wish my team was, you know, competent because I'm here I am bloviating about two teams that aren't mine. But at the end of this episode um, or some other day, we'll just start, you know, tallying our games of the week and see if it checked out. Mm-hmm. So my game of the week for this week was the Chargers and the Chiefs. Nice hit. And I think that hit. What was your prediction? I don't remember off the top of my head, but while you talk about your team, I can take a gander. So I'm glad you didn't take mine. I went, I mean, and, you know, I'm glad I picked it. We'll keep it short. I just had to go Packers 49ers, how it ended. I mean, and that's definitely, you know, recency bias, just seeing what Rodgers did. But the second half was just so electric back and forth. And these were just... Make no mistake, we bashed on the 49ers, but that's a damn good team. They're a really, really good team. Mismanaged 37 seconds, but they're back. The 49ers are back. Last year was a fluke, very hurt. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just a classic classic game and a classic comeback. And then my my honorable mention was a game that by no means anyone could have expected I think you know what this is going. The Lions and the Ravens. Anytime a Holy game, shit. Anytime a game ends with NFL history, you will make the game of the week. But I, I do want to touch on the Lions and how they just always get fucked. So always- when it was fourth and 19 when I was watching with my friends, it's like any other team, you know, you're confident, but it's the Lions. Like they probably will mess this up. When they kicked the field goal, I was like, I think he'd miss against any other franchise. Well, because but it's the Lions. And like clockwork, the epic meltdown ensued. But and it was what epic. drives me crazy is the the delay of game penalty that was not called. And I'm not I'm not I'm not I talking mean, that, was, that was terrible. That was terrible. And it wasn't even a quick like you know how sometimes they get it off exactly. it was a full two seconds. It was a full two seconds. It was you could have did one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and that just can't happen. That that was an ugly call. And I feel bad for Lions fans because you just see this happen year after year where they just get screwed on one really bad game. So I feel bad for them. I mean it's it's a momentum killing game for their season. I mean for them well, to I come and beat the Ravens. It's something we were calling out too. Because it was a bad miss delay game. Yeah, but, you, you know, I, I know that the kick made history, but Lions fans are only going to remember that game by the missed call. Yeah, um, and it, it's, it was a brutally missed one, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So for, uh, 
to to touch on uh, my game of the week last week, it was the Bucks at Rams, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean it was, it was a good game. Not not game of the yeah. week worthy for me, but it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this <laughs> this week, AP with the COVID doesn't home. help. Not getting hurt doesn't help. It's all right. Enough excuses. This week we'll start <laughs> with <laughs> we'll do flops this week, and I'll go first. Guess what? They were my flop last week. I'm going the Seahawks again because this is a team I had. I mean, I'm pretty sure I had them in third. I remember I ragged on you for having them in fourth, and I had them a spot ahead. But so okay. again, they're where they should around. be. Huh? They they are where they should be. In last oh, place. God. Get out All's of here. right in the world. Get out of here. But, again, they're losing ground in their division. Unless there's a tie, one team will be 4-0 in the West this week. They got a huge game against the Niners, but enough looking to the future. Let's talk about what happened. I mean, as soon as I, – I know Antonio Madison is very good, and I got to stop discounting him because he is – he's very good. But when you see no Dalvin Cook, you assume – you obviously assume the worst. I know you didn't because you still picked the Vikings like a lunatic, but they jumped up I to a seventeen to seven lead. Like the Seahawks were up seventeen to seven. I thought, all right, they're gonna roll from here, and then they scored zero points in the second half. They just dropped off a cliff, and they don't score in the second half through three games. Their second half offense is pathetic. So it's just bad. This was a game you couldn't lose. I'm sorry, you're 7-0 against the Vikings, Russell Wilson, and then you choke this away? Bad. Flopped. Bad. Keep You could keep talking. It's, it, I, this is my favorite segment of all time. This is great. I know. I mean, I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm not know upset the about Vikings it. Well. I, don't, I don't want it. Like, I don't want it to be – I don't want it to seem that I'm upset about it because I'm not. But I'm happy for you. But just for the sake of, you know, trying to see a team that should be better – Flop, you're going to get called out for it. When you get called yeah. out for, guess what? On the island, you're not safe. You will be called out. Seattle, two straight flops for me. Yeah, they. I I expected the Vikings to win. I When I say expected, I was praying to God the Vikings were going to win because that was a game that they had to win. I mean, going 0-3 and then who they have coming up next with the Browns, you really had to win this game. And they finally had a nice statement win, not just because – Oh, this person fumbled. This person missed a kick. I mean, I hate that shit. I don't want to be talking. How about annoying that. is it though that they should be three and zero? I would prefer not to discuss it because and it's I'm three-0. sorry. I will elaborate a little. <laughs> it's Please. not like there's so many times when you look at teams and it's like, ah, oh, okay, come on. How are you going to make that case? They really should be like they they should be. Yep, <laughs> you should be. We should be first in the division right now, but that's fine. We'll we'll get there. We'll we'll talk more about these. They're only a game back. We're we're gonna go to my dud here, and this one I'm actually shocked you didn't take because I thought this was the clear game, the biggest dud that there could be, and that was the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, man, shit the bed. I mean, Matt Nagy, horrific game plan. You you saw what Justin Fields did well in college. He's good under center. He's good on play action. And you said no. He's We're still not running do if it's Andy Dalton back there. What I don't understand is 
how horrific this game was. Get this. One net passing yard for Justin Fields. One. That means you subtract the sack yards. One. What the fuck? He was sacked nine times. They had 47 total yards yards on offense. I cannot think of a worst first game for a starting rookie ever. This Imagine to me being a Bears like, fan and watching that game. Dude, I would potentially – I would want to put bleach in my eyes. Bleach in my eyes. I would be outside Matt Nagy's house with a sign saying, you know what, please quit. That's a, I won't get too colorful, but I, I would be outside his house screaming for his job. I would be freaking out. I would be livid. I would be saying, you do not ruin Fields because Fields has everything that he should – all the tangibles to be a successful quarterback. I think Matt Nagy's not the answer. I should – one game, I shouldn't be sounding any alarms, but getting sacked. Oh, no, this, this this was definitely cause for concern because this was Dude, as bad as it could be. I'm not even starting Allen Robinson next week because I, I, I'm worried about Allen Robinson now. And it's um, and I came here first couple podcasts saying Allen Robinson with a real quarter quarterback for the first time in his career is going to be prime Robinson. We're going to look great. The problem is wrong. that Matt Nagy's holding them back, and that's uh, what I fully believe. Yeah. So, no, and I swear we don't have the same notes when it comes to this. We do have personal notes, but my flop was Justin Fields. I didn't do the Bears, but yeah. and no fault of his own. But when you had the stat, and you really said most of it, sacked nine times, lost 67 yards on those sacks, 68 yards. You did the math already, one total yard, and then three rushes for 12, six of 20. I mean – Chicago Bears fans, they, you know, they're very happy to see him come in. And this was about – I mean, he didn't turn it over, so that was cool. So this is – but aside from that, I mean, as bad a debut as you can get. And yeah. he covered everything. So, Dude, it was – for. I had some player duds too. I mean, it was a bad week for tight ends. I, I know I I like to pick my 100 players. You, Robert Tunyon, Jonu Smith, and TJ Hawkinson. I, I mean, had Hawkinson, so – I mean, this is what we do. So before you continue, I have a very, you know, simple, laid out outline for me and Stern to follow. And he just ignores it every week. So instead of picking three players. Oh, he three, <laughs> he tells me three players. And then I read that and I say, I'm going to pick a defense. I'm going <laughs> to combine a position into one player. I... I take it with the greatest of time say, to get to at least five to six players. I'm going to throw right. your curveball. Right. The tight ends this week. I mean, this is what sounded the alarm bells for me in a few leagues. I was like, if I don't have a good tight end, I mean, and there's not many. There's really not many. And this no, week, yeah, I had Hawkins no too. Two catches for 10 yards. I have John who was a backup in another league, a guy that you and I both loved. And he's been relegated to garbage, one catch for four yards, and then Tunyon, like you said, one catch. What's going on? No, that's not good. I mean, Kyle Pitts, you, you want to throw him uh, in here. He, uh, he didn't have a almost until the fourth quarter. I'm not talking about Kyle Pitts because I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting worried. I'm beyond worried. I need a tight end, and I don't know who to drop. And I can't drop Kyle Pitts, but, like, I want to pick up Dawson for the Bills. Yeah, I did yeah. pick up Dawson Knox because in one league – my tight ends are Gerald Everett, 
and Johnu Smith, and that's just no bueno. I mean, Everett no. did get 10, but now he's out this week. Yeah, I like did manage to snag Knox, so hopefully that works out. But, I mean, I did get Pitts in our Dynasty League, which I am happy about. That that I'm not concerned with. But, you know, you and I talked about Kyle Pitts in our fantasy bonanza. Through three weeks, I'm pretty happy I didn't reach in the fifth or sixth round for him. I'm glad I got my Tyler Higbees. I'm happy he fell to me, but at the same time, I'm like, what's the point of him falling to me and not reaching on him if he still sucks? So yeah. it's, it's not like I drafted someone over him that I really wanted. It's, no, I got lucky and he fell into my lap and he still sucks. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's just a bad pick at this point. Yeah. Um, so Higby's... Oh, what were you what were you gonna say? Before? Uh, I'll give you some Higby praise because I know you were singing his praises before the season. He he's someone that he was on waivers. That's brutal. in my league. I can't believe and that. I still didn't get him. And I just uh, man. so I, Higby. I mean, and, and tight ends they'll always have those. You know, there'll always be four, three or four games. Higby last week, week two, had a one point performance, but it's sandwiched between two double digit performances, and I think yeah. I think Higby throughout the season will average at least ten points. That's well, that's like point. Hawkinson. Hawkinson's going to turn. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a monster. And I'll let me own it now. I was very wrong on him when I said he was too high. The monster season's coming. I'm not. I don't pay any mind to what just happened. He's a monster, and I underestimated that. Uh, so my last flop, yeah. and this brings me great joy. I I I, I didn't do it last week because it was still early, but now. We're seeing a trend through three straight weeks, and I'm going with the, the golden-haired prince of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's a good one. I look at him. When I see him in that uniform and just see him play, I'm sorry. He doesn't look like this star quarterback, and I'm not saying that as a Colts fan who wants to see him fail. When you look at Lawrence, do you look at him and say, oh, look at that guy? I blame the Jaguars. No, I blame them too, but just when you look at Trevor Lawrence, does it look like that's a savior? Like, if you look at Mahomes, that looks like a savior. Herbert, that looks like a savior. When Josh I look Allen at Lawrence, I, I don't see Baker that. Confident. When I look at Trevor Lawrence, all I really see is a dude with long hair wearing a helmet. Before you continue, because I know you have your beef with the Jags, Yeah. 22-34, uh, 219 yards, one touchdown, had a flea flicker picked off, and it wasn't the deep bomb. It was a, like a check down throwing off his back foot, return for a touchdown. Seven picks through three games. He's thrown at least two in all of them, and he's looked horrible. Obviously, yeah. you know, going to that team and that coach, if there was ever, like I said, this, the the AFC South is very good at ruining franchise quarterbacks. One of the worst, one of the worst uh, organizations in sports over the, you know, the past 20 years. Of course they're going to mess this up. And the Trevor Lawrence experiment has been horrible so far. 0-3. I don't think he's had three losses in his life. So He never even had one. The first game of the season was, I mean, this is a whole, it's a whole new ball game for him. And what did Urban Meyer say to uh, Vic Fangio? I think he said, it's like playing Bama every week. It's like, dude, don't say that. I Even if you want to think what that. You're saying, and I do think he got a little too much heat for it. But at the same time, what did you what did you expect? Like that's what it is. That's every game. It's the NFL. It's not college. These guys are bigger, faster, stronger, better than anyone in college. It's you got to know that it's you had to know what you were signing up for. It's not an easy job. It's a high pressure job. Everyone's good. Get it together. Don't make excuses. 
Um, he's right, though, it is like playing Alabama every week because I'm sure there's at least one Alabama player on every NFL roster. Oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> one, uh, what, one to five go in the first round of every draft for the past yeah, eight years. That's ridiculous. just how good they are. And, like, I do want to just touch on that because I love taking 100 players. If you really want to combine all the rookie quarterbacks into dots. Yeah. You could. I mean, Lance, I, I can't talk about because he's not really seeing the field often, but Fields, one game, no bueno. Um, Zach Wilson has been pitiful. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, Lawrence hasn't been good, and Mac Jones hasn't been great. I mean, it's not good for rookie quarterbacks. It's for a class that we thought was going to come out and, and be ballers. It's been disappointing. Five quarterbacks, five in the first 15 picks, five. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and who's your line top? I've, I've lost count at 80 players for you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I, <laughs> what outline? <laughs> Do you have any others, or are you good to move on to our ballers? Uh, I, I put in the Washington football defense because they're disgusting. Yeah, I was going to include the defense again, but we already yeah. talked about them. and Yeah. We'll evaluate them another week or two, but baller time. Let's go. Let's go to the big daddy ballers. So my team, and this is gonna upset you a lot. The Dallas Cowboys. So statement win easily because you know they had their big win last week. Stern's like in shock right now. He's frozen. That Eagles flag behind him is is not looking. Now waving behind me. But this was the statement they needed to make that, you know, Dak is back, barring injury, best team in the division. Like I said, best quarterback in the division. And it's looking like how it should have last year. Uh, the Eagles, you know, we don't know what they are. And they didn't – it wasn't a close game with the Eagles by any stretch. I mean, they were 41-14. to 14. And, you know, they had a garbage time touchdown. The game was over at halftime. And then, you know, they started the second half, pick six immediately. The offense – is rolling, you know, Zeke. All right, two straight weeks. Good Zeke is back. Good Zeke. Good Maybe for him. defense isn't horrible. I mean, Micah Parsons, the dude can play anywhere. Trevon Diggs, good. This defense, they don't even need to be good. They just need to be a middle of the pack, you know, 14 to 18th ranked defense, and the offense will go the rest of the way. By no means do I think the Cowboys are going to be some crazy contender. I'm pretty sure I had them at 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 on the year, but. I mean, you showed up in a big division game. On prime time Monday night. A lot of people believe the Cowboys are the best in the division because of who they have under center. I'm one of those. And I just think this is what they needed to do. They needed to obviously win to, you know, prove what they were. But also just do it in that fashion. I think they easily have the best team in the division. And they're going to run away with it. That That is my baller of the week. All right. So I, I like it. They definitely were a clear cut baller this week. And I I didn't know who else to talk about here. And I know we do our clown team segment, but I needed to talk about the Vikings that because that's a good pick. They really bowled out this week and they came out. They had a statement win at home. Um, they really showed people. I think it was America's game of the week, too. Um, Kirk Cousins, dude. Three straight weeks of 22 or more fancy points, 22, 24, 24, and he is playing with swag. What swag, you may ask? None. Kirk Cousin has no swag. He admits it, and that is his swag by having no swag. I love it. 
I mean, I went from a Kirk Cousins hater to a Kirk Cousins sympathizer to a Kirk Cousins humper in the span of uh, time. You and I both know that'll take some time. Give it a couple months and you'll be back. Oh, he's getting his praise right now. So that only means he's due for something to go wrong. But the reason why he's playing the way that he's playing is because he has an offensive line that is protecting for him. And everyone knows since 2015, if you give Kirk Cousins an offensive line that blocks for him, he's going to be good. And he's showing it right now. He has that was the same thing last year, too. That old line was putrid. Dude, last year, the year before that, our offensive line has been horrific year after year. With Case Keenum, it wasn't good. With Teddy, it wasn't good. It's This is the first time where I'm like, holy shit, Kirk Cousins has a second to throw the ball. And when he doesn't, one of the best plays I've ever seen him make, within a second, he's getting sacked and he throws it off his back foot to K.J. Osborne for the first down. He is and, looking like that. You know, Osborne breaking out as a viable third option. Tyler Conklin coming out of nowhere. And I know it's hard to, you know, get more snaps for Madison when you have the stud daddy that is Dalvin Cook. But I'd still like to see Madison get, you know, 8 to 12 touches a game, at least, you know, compliment Cook because we know he's got some injuries. So you know what you have in Madison, who's a very good running back. He's great. Or touches. Give Cook some rest. Dude, Madison had 171 all-purpose yards. He's a freak. That's great. That's without Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah, everyone kind of freaks out, but I Madison's good. I mean, he had the best game of his career, so that kind of helps with it too. But he's shown, just like you said, get him more touches. Of this. Don't let Dalvin Cook touch the ball a hundred times a game. I mean, it's and you're going to run him into the ground. And if you want to avoid that and you want to get the most out of Dalvin Cook, use Madison more. Yeah. I mean, and to dude, get on to the Madison point even more, there's a reason why he's drafted. Every season in, in yeah. redraft leagues. He's never yeah. a free agent. He's always drafted because he's one of the best handcuffs in fantasy. And he's one of the best backup running backs in football. Yeah. There's a reason for it. I mean, thank thank God for you. You got me a win in our dynasty league. You, you, you clamored, not clamored, but you preached. You start Madison this week, and I did. And I, I paid off. I won because of it. So thank you. Thank you for that. I'll take, I'll take some credit. Um, just to finish off, you, you kind of hit the points on Conklin. Um, Adam Thielen has 18 touchdowns in 18 games. So what I just want to know is where's this you know regression people are talking about? It's, it's different year, same Adam Thielen. He's got four touchdowns in three games. That's all I'm saying. He's great. All he does, all he, he's the modern day Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. That's all he does. Dude. Justin Jefferson should have three touchdowns in three games. I'm still going to hamper about the first game where they called him down when he was clearly in the end zone. I know I'm going to, we're going to do this for 18 weeks. I'm going to bring up that play 18 times. If so, if I can get five for 55 and a touchdown every week out of Adam Thielen, I'm just jumping for joy. That's all I'm saying. So ballers we will go a little quicker on the players this time. Uh, and I'll go just through this. I've already said my piece. This shouldn't surprise you. Baller one, Matthew Stafford. Like I said before, he nice. looked like he belonged. Yeah. Uh, just was in control. Twenty-seven of thirty-eight, three hundred forty-three yards, four touchdowns. Killed the killed the Bucks despite it being a ten-point game. And there was people, you know, this had obviously a lot of hype. People saying Matthew Stafford and the Rams needed to win this game to show, you know, 
he can beat these teams, and he did it effortlessly. Effortlessly. I'm Dude, telling play you. Play the Jackson. He this just, Matthew Stafford good. experiment is going to just be amazing because it's just going to be one of those things that should have been just so obvious that we're going to look at down the line and say, wow, this – why?" for the people who didn't believe, they'll be like, why didn't I? I mean, the talent has always been there for Stafford, and now he's in literally – you know, next to the Chiefs quarterback heaven. This is what happens when a really talented guy goes into a ready-made situation. It's just yeah. what happens. And now you're ready-made, just tailor-made. It could not be a more perfect situation for him to step and in there. The biggest thing before I, I hand it off to you, no pun intended, uh, he also just looks happy. Yeah, he's playing. He's in L.A. Life. He just looks happy, just revitalized energy, and he's only 33, so – I think he's still got some good years left, and the Rams, you know, they'll be here for a while. But who's your first baller of the week? I'm going to continue with it with the quarterback, and just because he's the reason why I lost my home fantasy league, because he decided to play like a real quarterback, Josh Allen. God damn it. <laughs> dude, dude, 36, 36 fantasy. Where the fuck were you weeks one and two when you weren't playing against me? Like, come on. Um, but no, really, five total touchdowns, 358 passing yards. He he doesn't even care that the Washington football team he looks is like he's back. back. That's what You're I just back. literally all I wrote was that he looks you, like he's you back. saw the picture of him looking angry week two. He's back. So Josh Allen, who, yeah, who I mean, and for Bills fans, I'm sure you know there there wasn't too much concern because you know what you have in him. But through two weeks, you did want to see more, and then this week. The explosion happened, and I think, like I said earlier, I think a run's coming. Can you – well, I, I'm about to go to my next baller, but can you quickly bring up their schedule? Because I know the Texans are next, but I know they don't have a tough stretch of games, and I really think a run is coming. So while you're looking that up, I alluded to it before, and you know what? This may or may not be unpopular. I'm giving love to a kicker this week. I mean, Justin Tucker, come on now. Oh, I do love it. I like it. I like the kicker yards. Any other kicker except for, I guess, Matt Prater, you think they're insane. And that 68-yarder was not – if that was from 66 for Prater, that might have got him. Dude, it wasn't that far. I know we want to talk about the return touchdown. It it could have went in if he had some wind. If there was – if it was 66 in a dome, maybe Prater makes it too. But that's besides the point. When he kicked it – I thought it was going to be good immediately. Like, I didn't even think it was going to hit the crossbar. I thought he was going to split the uprights. And then it just hit, like, the back half. If it hit, like, the front part, obviously it would have bounced out. But just the bounce and everything about it. It was perfect. It like, shouldn't have been perfect. They should have lost the game for the yeah, overall. It should it have been perfect. a 71-yard attempt. But that's besides the point. When it, when he kicked it, like, we kind of froze. And then it hit the upright. We're like, oh, he missed. And then it just bounced in and we just went ballistic but when you make NFL history and this could have been like at the end of halftime if it was at halftime I wouldn't have given it to him but since it was a game winning kick come on now 66 yards I'm confident that will never be broken unless it's by him so while you were I, I like it um Matt Prater inside a dome he, he could do it I, think um, so. I already know our uh, week five game of the week it's going to be the Bills at the Chiefs for Sunday night football. Okay, so that's not an easy game, but their defense isn't good, so I think Josh Allen still will. In Arrowhead, it's going to be tough, but then 
another game away the Titans. I mean, that's that's not a give me either. That's that could be another. Tough another game. bad defense, though. I'm just strictly talking about for fantasy here. Oh, if we're talking fantasy, I think Josh got- Allen's about to go on a run. Dude, Texans, Chiefs, Titans, Dolphins, Jags, Jets. I mean, yeah. So once you get past this Chiefs-Titans stretch, then it's really that's really the stretch that we're talking about. Well, and they the, got a competitive one against the Colts. Oh God, don't even. <laughs> Uh, these next two games, though, are huge for Buffalo because these are the two teams that beat them down last year. They got beat down by the Chiefs twice, and then they got killed by the Titans, which no one really expected. So two big games there. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that's, that's all that my – and three projections looking pretty nice. And that, yeah, I, I like it. But, uh, yeah, that's all my studs. Who's your last one? Dude. I'm surprised. You you brought up Stafford. I thought you were going to bring up the guy who he was throwing the ball to. I know. This is two straight weeks I haven't brought him up. I almost brought him up this week, and I'm glad I didn't because that means we would have literally only had one different player. But I, I had some honorable mentions just in case. But I'm Cooper Cup. That I really – I I can't believe how many times I passed over him. I really can't. Dude. 367 receiving yards in three games and five touchdowns. He is playing like a lunatic. And who's Robert Woods right now? That's Because him and Stafford have breakfast every morning, and it's just something I didn't – I just didn't factor in. Yeah, that the breakfast connection helps, and it's showing. But, yeah, Cooper Cup from two years ago is back, and – Dude, really before good. the injury last year, he was fine too. He's He's very good. He doesn't get love. He really doesn't get love. You I'm, I'm just, and t- we, t- we t- didn't t- talk about him either. Like I brought no. up Robert Woods as my top five, but Cooper Cup is probably going to be the top five receiver. Um, I do want to bring up one honorable mention, and you already brought him up earlier, so I'll just make it quick. Mike Williams. I mean, Jamar Chase fooled us all oh. clearly. Four touchdowns in three games, only eleven catches, but I don't think he really has that many. I don't think he has any drops and two hundred twenty yards. I mean, the connection between him and Burrow looks back, and I'm just—I just had to call it out because Jamar looks. To yeah, be he's even- the rookie of the year candidate right now, I would say. But uh, he was also my honorable mention. Him and James Robinson, because yeah, oh, you had to bring up Robinson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you you did bring up the Vikings. They were not a clown team this week, so that's good. But now I got to bring up mine. Bring do yours. I, I could talk about mine forever, but I'm I'm not going to T- so, talk about. Yours. They're 0-3. Uh, I'm I'm about a week or two away from not caring if I miss one of their games because, you know, you and I talk about football all the time and how excited we are. They've, they've, they've stripped all the excitement. Like when I watch them, I just watch with a blank face now. And that's not how I watch football. Usually I have my voice gone by the third quarter. And they don't make me lose my voice anymore. They're, they're pathetic. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, 10 carries. Uh, what are we doing? He's got 16 carries for first downs through three games this year, which is tied for the fir- tied for the most in the NFL. He had 10 carries for 62 yards on Sunday. Carson Wentz is hobbled. I mean, how does he get 10 carries? And then there was a huge, you know, after Hines set it up, and you know how much I love Naeem Mines. Like, I... I'm one of his a biggest believer, players. a hardcore. Since they drafted him, I've been a Heinz truther. I've since they drafted him. It took me two years for me to finally look like I knew what I was talking about, for them to finally utilize him. 
I mean, how long have I been saying you got to utilize Hines? How long? They finally have, but when they're inside the 10, Hines can't be the only running back in there. If Hines is going to be on the field, Taylor has to be too. They give the ball to Hines on the first. Why is Jonathan Taylor not inside the 10-yard yeah, line? He needs to be rushing those red zones. Why is he not yeah. going to be in there? I, I don't get that. And that goes into the inept play calling. And then Carson Wentz just looked terrified back there. I don't blame him. Two sprained ankles. The fact that he played is kind of crazy. But, I mean, he looked like a statue, even worse than Phillip Rivers. Like, we had a statue last year, but at least he had foot movement. Like, Wentz, as soon as there was a rush, just threw it down. There was one intentional grounding, could have been several more. But the worst thing is, is Frank Reich come out, comes out and says, I think we can win football games with him playing like that. And my stock on Frank Reich has, has you know, just plummeted. It, it has... Absolute. This is like a stock market crash. This is the Great Depression for Frank Reich. I was so high on him, and I started getting a little shaky on him last year because the second half of games, not good, and he's got very iffy play calling. And this year in the red zone, it's really showing. But when you say something that stupid, uh, you deserve to be questioned. You you can't win football games with a scared quarterback. You You just can't. And the play calling, like I said, brutal. Uh, they can't score inside the 10, and a lot of the play calls are just very predictable. It's brutal. The defense had three takeaways, but when they weren't taking the ball away, the Titans were just gashing them. So it's kind of those one of those weird games where you just don't really know what to make of it. And then injuries. Every season, this team... I root for two glass franchises. The Mets are always hurt, and this team's always hurt. Uh, I'm sure it'll change by Friday, but just based off of today, nine players did not practice. Seven starters, three limited participants. The Dolphins have one player who didn't participate. So you just can't win when your team's like that. Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, probably not going to play. Quiddy Pay, probably not going to play. It's brutal. It, it It's absolutely brutal. And then the Marlon Mack trade rumors, which I don't want to talk about. Marlon Mack as well. It makes sense. It's the tough business part of it. It's hard to have three very good running backs, but why even? I wish they would have just done right by him and let him sign somewhere. And then on top of that, they dropped the ball like we texted about when teams were really running back desperate, and now they wait. It's just a shit show. What I'm going to do, though, is not acknowledge when they lose because then it won't happen. If I don't acknowledge it, it didn't happen. I will only acknowledge victories. And with that, will make me very happy. The diatribe, the rant is over. I'm going to take a nice long swig of this beer and forget about football. Wait, there is one more point. Michael Pittman's stock continues to rise. One of my few bright spots of the season. I really, it's only Pittman watch. I sent you the picture, 24 targets the last two games. The stock continues. Now I will take my long swig of beer because football makes me sad. They really missed their opportunity trading to the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens had no one, and you could have at least gotten a fourth, a third, something, something from the Ravens for Marlon Mack. I mean, dude, he's a phenomenal running back. So that people forget how good Marlon Mack is. People forget. You, and you know what? It's it's the type of league it is. I mean, he he didn't play last year due to the injury, and now he's inactive. So it's hard for him. Yeah. It's, it's just that's the type of league it is. What I will say, though, I picked him up in three leagues. 
was a very easy waiver claim because if he gets traded to a team where he'll get meaningful carries, I think that's a very fantasy viable running back. So, you know, I had my Tevin Coleman's, I had my James White. Tevin Coleman, clearly, I mean, the Michael Carter uh, takeover is slowly starting to happen. Tevin Coleman hurt already, and James White's out for the year. So I really, it was just more of a, we'll see. He's the last guy on my bench, so I'm not upset about it. Little fantasy yeah. kick. If you can get Marlon Mack and you have a player that you really don't care about parting ways with, just do it. They are going to trade him. I don't know. He's, he's going to be traded. He might as well get ahead of it now because you know the second he's traded, everyone's going to look for him. So I just got ahead of it. And that could be one of those random running back acquisitions that save your year. He's a very good running back. So if he gets a spot where at least he's a solid number two, I mean, that's very good. But, yeah, that that, that wraps up my – Yeah, I I already discussed my clown team at length. And the only thing I just – well, they weren't a clown bit. team this week. They they were they were good. I I want to give Kirk a smidge more praise. He's got 919 passing yards, 74% completion percentage, eight touchdowns. I don't care if seven of the eight came in the first half of football games. That's it is what it is. You're but no turnovers. I mean he he's just not playing like the Kirk I'm used to, and I it's love it. It's weird. I'm not used to it. It's very very weird, but he well, did everything. And I hate to like stomp on you because I do like seeing you happy and I like rooting for the Vikings as well. They're a team I don't mind seeing do well at all because we, we, we build each other up. Yes. But unfortunately, you know, they're another one of those franchises where unfortunately anything that can go wrong will go wrong as you painfully know. And you know at some point Kirk is going to revert, and that's just what I'm terrified for for you because he's getting – I think people are hesitant other than Vikings fans to give him the praise because they know it's coming. Same with Derek Carr because you know it's coming with Derek Carr, but it's just a matter of when, and we got to get a big primetime victory from Kirk. I know he won a Monday night football game last year, but let's let's see. Let's You know what, Kirk? Let's we, beat the Browns. Let's do it. We have to be it. This is so to kind of transition. This is my week four matchup. I am oh, taking really? the Vikings and the Browns because wow. this so is, I, have, I, I'm shocked. This wasn't even in my. In case you stole mine, wow. This is this for me. This is massive for so many things. I mean, it's the return to Kevin Stefanski. That's yeah. that's a really. I mean, he was with the Vikings for 14 years before he became a offensive coordinator. QB coach and now head coach of the Browns. I mean, 14 years of his life, he was in the Vikings organization. So really big for him to come back. Um, He probably wants to have a statement win in Minnesota to kind of make them eat their words about not promoting him to head coach. And so it's just as much as it's an important game for the Vikings and Mike Zimmer to, to go two and two here. It's a massive game for the Browns and for Kevin Stefanski to say, F you, 14 years of my life I gave you and you're not going to make me the head coach, that's fine. I'm going to make the Browns good again. So for me, can Kirk play like Kirk? The Kirk that this 2021 Kirk, is he going to play like 2018, 2019 Kirk? I don't know. But this is my week four matchup. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. And Dalvin Cook or not, I, I feel confident about the running game. 
defense needs to be a little bit better. Brashawn Breland needs to get off the team. And yeah, we're, we're, that's my game. I'm, I'm, I did not expect that. So I'll do my first honorable mention. And we kind of hinted at it. Ravens Broncos, just, you know, these, this is, this is not my matchup of the week, but I thought you were going to steal mine. So this was my, my mention. And I'm honestly like, this is a, a statement game, like we said, for the Broncos. At least make it close if you lose. Obviously, you want to win. But show that, you know, you're better than a, a team that has only beaten teams that haven't won a game. Um, I'm disappointed that I left out Chargers Raiders in my honorable mentions. I mean, that it's, talk about a Monday night football game. That game's going to be crazy. And it's not my matchup of the week either. I get, can I can I guess your your two possible? I got two guesses. I was just about to ask if you if you could guess mine. I think you're gonna guess. Well, the, you know what? Give me three because I just want to talk about these three games. No, you get one. <laughs> is it the return of Brady? Is it Bucks and Patriots? No, I no, no no. Thank God. All right, then that's that's the give me. Is it the Seahawks at the 49ers? No. Okay, then it's the Cardinals at the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I mean. Like, he, he takes 80 players, and then he's just going to name every <laughs> There's a lot of good games. Like, oh, yeah. I said it before, and I'll say it again. There's a lot of it, good yeah. games. This does have some good games, but, you know, <laughs> the only matchup this week of two 3-0 teams, and, I mean, you're looking at two offenses that are just rolling. I know the Cardinals had a down game, but – it's one of those weird Florida East Coast games coming from the West Coast that, you know, the West Coast teams just struggle with historically. But they won, and they won by 12, so good on them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this game is just going to have everything. And what more needs to be said? Both are 3-0. You know, we've said all we needed to say about the Rams. They're just going to be on this tour to where they're just going to try to prove to everyone that, this Matthew Stafford experiment is going to work. I mean, the Cardinals, on the other hand, too, might be the most fun team to watch in football because Kyler Murray is – Dude, he's electric. Just, the things he could do with the ball is so annoying to face him, but he's just – He's, he's just absurd. Just absurd. And then they – I know there was a pick six, so the offense technically only scored 24, but the off, Kyler still had over 300 yards. DeAndre Hopkins didn't do much. Did nothing. Jay Green. 112 yards. What? Christian Kirk. Didn't Kirk have another Kirk game? Kirk had a nice game, and Ron, like Rondell Moore, Max Williams, and DeAndre Hopkins really didn't do much. James Conner showed some life. Obviously, that hurts me for my Chase Edmonds love. But Chase still had like 14 points. Chase Edmonds is going to have a consistent – his floor seems to be like 12. And you know what? Yeah. I'll take that. He's been consistent at 14, I think, for three weeks. And I like that. As a flex player, I like that. Yeah, so, it makes you happy. I think this is going to be a great game. I think this is – I think this game is more for the Cardinals to prove something than the Rams. They just got their prove-it game out of the way. Cliff Kingsbury, your team is 3-0. Let's see you continue to roll. I think this is more on Kingsbury than the Rams. The Rams got – like I just said, they got their prove-it game out of the way, dismantling the Bucks. If they lose, it'll be like, all right, they'll be fine. But the Cardinals, I mean, even if they lose, obviously three and one's not bad. But he's the one who's got, you know, some embers on his seat. Sean McVay's safe there for a while. Yeah, he's he's going to be fine. But I think this is going to be a great game. 
very excited. It's probably going to be the game of the week for Fox. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I would assume it is. And then, you know, while while we're at it, we'd really be doing a disservice to each other and this podcast if we didn't talk about the obvious one. And that's why I didn't pick it. I, I didn't want to pick. I didn't want to pick it. I didn't want it to be obvious. I was just going to bring it up anyway. And the reason I didn't pick it, and if you haven't guessed by now, it's Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. And of course, it had to be in New England. This could not be a, a game in Tampa Bay. I'm not sure where they played last. I'm sure it was in Tampa, and it worked out like this. But even if they played in New England last, I'm sure Goodell's like, no, <laughs> they're going to Foxborough again because this is just what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we the last time we saw something of this magnitude, it was Peyton returning to the Colts. I was going to say Peyton. And That's the reason exactly like that was even – that was like a legitimate game of the week because the Broncos were undefeated. The Colts, I think, were 4-2, and two, so they were good. Obviously had Andrew Luck. It was a great game to look forward to. This is not a great game. No, I, I'm anticipating – you know, Everything I'm anticipating the Bucks to have a dominant win. Yeah, and I yeah. Before we get into like that little prediction, I mean the storyline, the history, everything. That's what makes this the Sunday night football game. That's why this isn't a one o'clock game. There's a reason it's at Sunday night because of the storyline. But if we want to talk about game of the week, what's going to be the best game? It's in all honesty, I don't think there's many people who don't think this game will be over by halftime. And the fact that the 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 Bucks lost last week. I think bodes even worse for New England. Did you see the the clip of Brady? Oh, of course. The great, great. Like, I love he's it. He's not about it at all. Uh, he just want like if they had won, you know, and they're in good spirits going into there, it's different. But now he's coming off a loss against a team that you know many people are proclaiming to be the Bucks' biggest challenger in the NFC. Clearly, Brady and that squad doesn't want to even you know entertain that thought. But they're coming in angry off a loss where they did not look good. And the Patriots, they don't look good either. I mean, their only win is against the Jets, who clearly, we already said, dumpster. Mac Jones and the offense looked brutal last game. Mac Jones, like you said, hasn't looked good. The Patriots haven't looked good. And that's what I over, uh, over the summer? I don't yeah. see anything playing, paying off. I, exactly. I don't like any of it. And, and, like, that's why I had them in third, too, when we did our predictions. I was like... I don't. I, I obviously respect Bill Belichick, one of the greatest football minds ever. But we've just seen the history when teams yeah. splurge like they did, it just doesn't work out. And through three weeks, it doesn't look like it is. The Bucks, from player one to player fifty-three, are just better. And obviously, it's an amazing storyline. It's it's going to be great TV. One of the, and like you said right before, probably other than Peyton's return to Indy, the most anticipated, even more so, because there's even more history here. Probably the most anticipated regular season game of all time. But what I did see, it it lacks the allure because the Patriots, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. This is such a great thing to say. Because the Patriots aren't a good football team. So the Bucs are just going to kick their ass. It would be better if Mac Jones was playing lights out if Mac Jones was playing like how kind of Justin Herbert was playing last year it would be a better storyline it, it would be- and if he if he wasn't a rookie like when Peyton returned Luck had his rookie year underneath yeah. him already and it was mid-season so Luck you could see what was what was coming 
Mac Jones hasn't looked good, and it's only week four. It's just let me it's obviously the return is probably bigger than Peyton's return, but the game itself is nowhere near the Peyton to Indianapolis game. What would you, what would you do if the Patriots win? So I was actually just about to say that. I'd be shocked. The thing is, I fully expect the Bucks to blow them out, but I really wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick pulls out of his ass and gets a Patriots upset. He did it last year when they beat the Ravens. I know they were playing in a monsoon, so that probably helped. But no one, no one in their right mind expected them to beat the Ravens. And even when they played the Chiefs, when they were very compromised with the COVID restrictions, they were close. Uh, I don't expect the Patriots to win, but I think it's one of those things where I don't think people would honestly, if you're if you are surprised, good on you. I know it's like kind of contradictory what I'm saying, but I think you understand. Like I think we're both on the same boat that the Bucks will and probably should blow them out. But if Bill Belichick divides, you know, schemes something up and they pull off an upset, I don't think it'd be surprising. It would make for a great week of. ESPN talking, great week of podcasting. Is if the Patriots win. Because if the Bucks win, I'm assuming it'll be a blowout. If the Pats win, it'll be close and they win like on a game winning welcome to the league. The crown, the the the, the torch is being passed, Mac Jones. The New England crown Friday. is going to Mac Jones. But I I didn't pick it for the game of the week because I mean you know, we have our obvious ones every week. You know, like there was the gimme Ravens Chiefs week two. But I mean, if there there's never been a more obvious pick than this one. Yeah, but like we both said, I just don't think it'll be a very good game. The storyline is dictating this game and it's getting lost in the storyline. Is that these this is such a mismatch. Like this is not a matchup of even teams. The Bucks are far and away superior in almost every facet except for head coaching and guess what when your team is far and away better the head coach like the coaching doesn't matter nearly as much I think the Bucks are gonna route them and I don't know like I don't know if I should be happy or not because I still hate Tom Brady but I also do hate the Patriots and I know Brady will go away eventually maybe actually I don't know that but Patriots fans never will so the more suffering I can see from Patriots fans the better because they don't deserve another winning season the rest of their time. They don't. You no, see, they had their dynasty. I'll never forget, I had a Patriots fan complain to me about losing, and I was like, are you kidding me? You had the audacity to complain. You make the playoffs every single year. You get make bye weeks. The playoffs. Yeah, you get bye weeks. And you AFC you go to the AFC championship every game. You're going to complain to me? Me? About a loss? I was like, you're nuts. I was like, I would give my left nut to win a Super Bowl, let alone win six. I don't want to hear it. unfathomable what they've done. I don't ever want to hear a Patriots fan complain because you have had it so perfectly in your life that you don't understand what pain, Blair Walsh pain feels like. Gary Anderson, pain. I can't relate to your level of pain. The Colts, (laughs) there's definitely a lot of Colts pain. Uh, not close to Vikings pain. It's a whole other level. But, I mean, we do have our quarterback debacles. We have Peyton Manning being cut, Andrew Luck being retired, injuries every single year. Uh, it, it, it's, it's brutal. Um, but, yeah, Patriots fans, no one will feel bad for you. 
no one really likes you either. So no one wants to hear it. Yeah. Um, no, no complaining. Don't if if you want to complain as a Patriots fan, don't. Yeah, hide and your feelings. This wasn't something that I like. We added on the outline, but I feel like you know we both know well enough what this game was, and it was just naturally going to become a talking point at the end of the show anyway. Because I mean, it yeah, had to be. Yeah. We, we couldn't. Not, we, there was no way we could not talk about this game. Yeah. I mean, to go into like you know the. The, the obvious thing. I mean, it has to be talked about. I'm sorry. You, I know it's not either of our games of the week, rightfully so. Uh, but, I mean, it's one of the biggest returns in sports history. Not just football history, sports history. So it had to be discussed. Uh, my last point is just to confirm our Thursday night football picks because that's what I, that's how we're doing it. We're both on the, the Bengals bandwagon here. It's not even close. The Bengals are winning. Jamar Chase is getting another touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Joe Mixon, your boy, probably will have another big game. Zach uh, Taylor can go get hit by a bus. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, 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 you know, return to Zach Taylor talking, I'm sure, in a few weeks. We'll see how this Bengals, Bengals ride goes. But other than that, Anything else on your end, sir? It is getting late. So for those who are wondering, again, like I said, Wednesday, September 29th, Stern and I, we're approaching midnight. We, we are out here grinding. The, the commitment the to the podcast, the prep, the late podcast episodes, editing it, coming back and listening to it again. We're, we're here for our listeners. We're yeah. here for you. The consistency is here, and it, it's not going to end, but – if you got nothing else, I got nothing else either, my boy. We're both going to scurry on over to sleep. Thank you all for tuning in whenever you're listening. The morning, the afternoon, pre-evening, or at night. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for tagging along. Peace. Peace. Yes.